I mean, seriously, I went to my favorite Vietnamese restaurant in Wollongong. The dish I love is only available lunch only. And you went there for dinner? It was a fucking disaster. I've kind of had that before and I've gone to a place that does yum cha, driven all the way up there. And the only reason I'm really going there is for the barbecue pork buns. Get there and they're like, we've run out. And I've driven like an hour to get there. And they're like, you should have rang us and told us to put some more on. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that in most restaurants. (laughs) So what I did was I said to them, is there any chance of putting some more on? And they're like, how many do you want? I'm like, however many it takes to to get another order put on. And they're like, it'll take 45 minutes. I'm like, no I problems. I ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> just just cut, start bringing everything else out. So, from what I'm hearing, they're pretty good pork bun rolls. Yeah, but my mistake was to fill myself up on other stuff. And uh, then the pork buns came out and I'm just like, I'm full. I don't want them. That's a classic when you order the hot noodles at Sushi Train. And while you're waiting for it to come, you've eaten like eight plates of sushi. <laughs> yeah. That's why you just eat sushi when you're at Sushi Train. Yeah, keep it simple. Then you kind of set yourself a challenge. How many plates can I do? Yeah, I'm not I'm not down for that. Is that because uh, your boy beats you these days? No, it's, no, he doesn't. But <laughs> it's just... it's just, I don't see the point in it. Yeah. You're kind of going, I, I kind of feel like I'm going to sushi to eat like a, a healthy option of fast food. That's, that's the way I feel about it. That's some sort of state of self-delusion you've got going. Well, it's better than going to Hungry Jack's or something, is it? Yeah, probably. In most most cases, I think that's true. So, you know, that's that's my healthy option. <laughs> so, you know, but to go there and then just demolish 20 plates of fucking sushi, it's, you've kind yeah. of defeated the, de- defeated the purpose. So, I think my, my big time eating days are behind me. I think it's kind of a, a young man's game. You know, 40 nuggets, that sort of thing. It's funny you talk about 40 nuggets. KFC been doing a special this week for 24 nuggets for 10 bucks. And we were driving home from uh, from the accountants today and uh, see the fire brigade everywhere. They're cordoning off KFC, like got the, right. the police tape wrapped around it and everything. I was like, what the fuck's going on there? And Catherine's like, Let, let's, let's go back and have a look. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, we've got nothing better to do? And she's like, what, what have you got on this afternoon? I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we went around the block, went back there and literally drove through the car park next to it like, drive-by styles really slow to find out what's going on turns out the bucket you know like on the signs they got the big fuck off bucket yeah bucket being blown down in the middle of the car parks fucking smashed everywhere that was a three engine alert yeah so <laughs> so Catherine's first thing was like somebody really wanted some chicken smashed a bucket well i mean we've had these really strong winds and that's a that's a classic is the the fast food signs all go flying yeah i mean it's been pretty windy my, my shed door blew off this afternoon and had to go and try and put it back on in the wind and yeah. get some, it wasn't good get some flying trampolines all that sort of stuff goes on yeah well I'm lucky I don't have a trampoline so that's probably one good thing <laughs> but I'm sure there's probably a few of them strewn all over the highway so did you get 24 nuggets we got up no no they were shut they closed it down they sh- the whole pl- the, like the whole of KFC was corned off we thought the place had had a fire or something originally the colonel will not be happy so the bucket you know, the bucket's gone KFC shut yeah, see, 24 nuggets, it, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I know, I've smashed it. Like, I guess I just keep thinking about those glory days, the, the 40 nugs. You didn't you didn't complete that, if I remember rightly. No, I, the first time I did it was at um, Mr. J's place at a LAN party. Allegedly did it. 220 packs, man. <laughs> like, 
It was already greasy enough at a freaking land party. Yeah, so let's get 40 nuggets. Smash those down as well. Brilliant. Uh, it's not just the nuggets. You've got to do some sauce too. You can't do it dry. No, no, you've got to have sauce. But I think about it now, man. It just makes me feel sick. I think I think the biggest thing I ever did with that was, remember when they used to do the, the McDonald's family meal deals where you get like two Big Macs, <laughs> oh, two cheeseburgers, a medium fry, two medium fries, two small fries. Like four Cokes. And four Cokes. I demolished one of them once in, how, in one how? city. This was when I was playing a lot of sport. I must have been burning the calories. And then you spent a lot of time on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, luckily luckily it didn't I didn't do that before I broke both my hands in one one go. Yeah. You don't want to inflict that on somebody. Nah. I, d- I took a lot of emodium when when that happened. All right. <laughs> uh, it actually makes me feel somewhat good that I don't actually even have a burger report this week. No burger report. Disappointing. Oh well. It'd be a hard sell after Dave's McDonald's diarrhea tale. Oh, well, uh, the podcast is a bit short this week then. No, no. <laughs> no burger report. No burger report. Thanks for listening. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, no. Kind of a busy week, I guess. Fair enough. So, actually, something I wanted to talk about today was, um, have you ever seen Dashcam Australia on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. So, I love watching it. Well, the uh, best part about it is the Super Aussie commentary that goes on. Yeah, so... That's what I want to talk about. There's two things that excite me the most when I'm watching it. And it's either the reactions of, oh, get fucked, you can't, or something like that. Or when you see something happen and you recognize where it was and you're like, oh, fuck, I drive down that place all the time. (laughs) The two thrills that you get. Yeah, yeah. Get excited. (laughs) It's funny. We were chatting about Road Rage last time on the podcast and... You know, how you can get worked up and get angry about all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, you're effectively then consuming the same thing for entertainment. Yeah. That's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I don't watch it very often, but I was just watching it a minute ago. and I was like, <laughs> Is it better than the all-time champ, the Russian dash cam footage? No, the Russian one's shit because you don't know what the fuck's going on. You don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only good when one of them gets out and beats the shit out of the other one when they biff on yeah but the Aussie one's better because it's always oh get fucked or what the fuck <laughs> it's great commentary even when it's like a chick and then you hear, oh get fucked you can <laughs> <laughs> you think it's um something that the tourism board's proud of as an Aussie export I'm not sure but it's kind of funny that <laughs> almost 90% of them all have the same reaction they can be and you can hear them in the background before something happens having a nice conversation like and then they're like oh get fucked it's like they flip a switch yeah. it's like go to Aussie get fucked is, is that what you said when you saw the, the KFC bucket down no oh get fucked but when I, bucket's down but, but when I did my Australian citizenship test, they did a bit of a thing. Can you say, get fucked, you can <laughs> well, There we go. That might even be our first official catchphrase. Get fucked, you can Thanks, Aussie Dashcams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. I've, I've always meant to get a dashcam, and it's pretty much the instant after you see some crazy shit happen. I've got one, but I've, I just haven't fitted it to my car. Oh, my goodness. But it's probably good that I haven't, because if I did upload that shit on, onto... Uh, what, incriminating it. Oh, mate, the amount of times you see me flipping out at someone, it's, it's not good. Sounds like it'd be perfect material. Maybe, but maybe it'd make me look like a douche because I'm just losing it at fucking everybody. Well, what was, what was the most Dash Campbell moment that you've 
never recorded. <sighs> Probably crashes that I've had myself. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I once saw two dogs having sex in the middle of the street. <laughs> uh, I remember you telling me about this. But it wasn't just any street. It was like the big three-lane 80 zone on Five Islands Road, past the steelworks. So number one, how the dogs even get there? It's not like you're in like someone's neighbourhood. Two, why do they think that was the right time and place to have I, a route? I always wonder when you see two dogs having sex like that, is it... Two dogs, like, is it consensual? I always, feel, I always feel like one of the dogs isn't happy about being there. <laughs> no, but if the dog's not happy, bite the other dog. Mm, don't know. Oh, look, I'm... Who knows, Dave? <laughs> it's just moral <laughs> dilemma. I was more... The dilemma was, why are they on the fucking street? I mean, at that point, did you make the decision of, shall I, like, toot the horn and get them off the fucking road, or were you just like, ah... Uh... Oh, well, if I was having sex, I wouldn't want to get disturbed and drive random. Or I'd, I'd switch the radio to Kenny G. <laughs> and just wind the music down and just park <laughs> up next to him. Bit of, bit of sax, smooth sax going on. What what more embodies the you know, the primal urge of you know animals to procreate and pass on their DNA? Now, tell me, what was the first thing that went through your head when you saw it? Was it, get fucked, you gun! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'd be un-Australian to say it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's those little moments where it's like, oh, jeez, if only I had a dash cam. Yeah. And the shit's, they're so cheap now. Like, really? I mean, is there any reason not to have one? I Besides sheer laziness. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I've got one. I just haven't been bothered to fit the fucking thing. But it'd, it'd be like a paradox. You'd put it on and you'd probably never see anything good ever again. No. Well, I guess in my industry, I probably will. I'm on the road so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of those dash cam ones are truckies and stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen dash cam footage of myself <laughs> somewhere along the line as well. Not like me doing something <laughs> stupid, but just me on the road. The ultimate story I saw along those lines was uh, a plumber, but from the US, who saw one of these sort of ISIS dudes driving around in a truck with the big machine gun on the back. It had his plumbing business details on the slide it was his old truck yeah had found its way over to the Middle East yeah was being used by you know ISIS fuckwits yeah and still had like Mike's plumbing on the fucking side of the truck (laughs) (laughs) like you can imagine how he reacted he would oh shit did he did he feel like he inadvertently helped ISIS or I don't know how much personal responsibility you could really take from it, but it wasn't. I mean, I it mean, wasn't good advertising. But well, I was going to say, but any advertising is good advertising. Remember? <laughs> no, like, well, here's the problem. He's an American plumber. Is your average American going to be able to make the the logical distinction between <laughs> this guy's old truckers in the Middle East, or like you said, is he? Why is he supporting the terrorists? So instant reaction change the name of the business quick quick man I reckon you'd probably have to <laughs> or at least the phone number <laughs> yeah so I just want to get something off as well just in case everybody's hearing some background noise there's a bit of a windstorm going on here at the moment the big the big blizzard of 2019 oh yeah they've been going on about it it's, it's just a bit chilly out there Alan turned up the front door and his beard was flapping in his eyes <laughs> yeah <a> t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, anyway. 
So the, pre- the Premier League starts tomorrow, Al. There was a mad dash yesterday of all the transfer windows shutting at five o'clock yesterday. Oh, how many billions of dollars went up in smoke doing that? I think it was £1.3 billion. English oh. pounds got spent in a transfer window in the Premier League. Yeah. Bit of money. Bit of cash. Yeah, my team Liverpool didn't spend hardly anything at all. That uh, shows their confidence this year, which is, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but hopefully it's a good thing. Yeah. Seems like almost a gamble to pay that much money for a, for an athlete. Well, I mean, standard football thing, isn't it? 100 million, 150 million, kind of standard. So wages that baffles me. He's like, you know, people, some of these guys are on like £450,000 a week. How can you fucking spend that much money? I mean, I'd give it a good crack. 24 nuggets every day, would, you know, when they're not special, that'd, that'd put dent in it. You make the nuggets out of sort of a rare endangered species. Yeah, so it wouldn't be chicken. You'd have it like it's uh, bald eagle, bald eagle, <laughs> American eagle, American eagle. Yeah, well, it's American Kentucky Fried Chicken. Pretty sure the bald eagle's American, isn't it? Yeah, you're probably true there. Um, all right, golden eagle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what's the What's the one the Australian bird that's uh, one up in the one that's like an emu, but cassowary. That's it, cassowary nuggets. I wish you all the best of luck trying to farm a cassowary. They're an angry bird. Yeah. They're, actually, you know what? I've, I've, I went up to the Daintree and you can't fucking find them anywhere for starters to see them, but there's not that many of them left, you know? They're pretty endangered. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But I, I saw one in a zoo pretty close up and they seemed pretty calm. I think I think it's a bit of a myth from from what they were telling me when I was, we did the Daintree tourists. They're not that angry. <laughs> I but, think they'll fuck you up if they want to. Like, they've got pretty big raptor claws. Like, their their feet are very raptor-like. So you wouldn't, want to, you wouldn't want to get into a fight with one, but I think they're pretty placid apart from that. But, I mean, that's, that's true of a lot of animals, right? Until you sort of back them in the corner or freak them out, they're probably going to just be pretty chill. Yeah, maybe. Even sharks just cruise around for most of the time, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'd really want to fuck with a shark, though. Yeah, but you see divers swimming with, you know, man-eating sharks all the time. Because they're, you know... But, I mean, there we go. It's not... Re- they're not really man-eating sharks, are they? They've just... People are calling them that because they've seen a shark eat a man once, but is that because th- the fucking idiot man got in the water or is it the shark's fault? I mean, it's really the bloke's fault. Let's be honest. Well, there's so many different views on it, but, um, you know, a lot of shark experts say that a lot of those attacks are a case of mistaken identity most of the time. Yeah, I mean, my thought of it is, is if a shark jumped on my plate while I'm eating my dinner and I ate it, that's kind of tough shit. If I jumped in the water, which is kind of the shark's plate, and it ate me, well, fucking same deal, really, isn't it? I, I definitely agree, and you know, having grown up being a bit of a surfer myself, I think that's something that most, pretty much all surfers accept when they go into the surf, is that you, know, you are entering their domain. Yep. It's a calculated thing because you, you want to go and catch waves. And that's that's fun. So there you go. That's why it's baffling when people call for things like your shark nets or shark culling, because I think shark nets are okay if they keep them out of that part of the water. It doesn't harm the shark. But any cul- the culling, not happy. I'm I'm, I mean, yeah. I come across as a very aggressive kind of person. I must admit. However, that shit ain't cool for me. Like you said, it's not fair. It's not the shark's fault, really. No. Um, but the shark nets are quite destructive. Um, not just killing sharks but other marine animals too yeah okay and not necessarily proven to be that effective in any case and a lot of the time it's you know little timmy gets chomped up by a shark and it's his family who wants something done but 
Again. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what they could do. They can fucking keep their kids out of the fucking water. Well, I say little Timmy, but he might be 23, whatever. Oh. He gets munched off the coast of Byron or something. And again, as a surfer, he's kind of made that choice. And, you know, there's definitely tactics as well where you can minimise the risk. Like, well, I, 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 uh, okay. Next time someone gets run over by a car and killed, no more cars on the road. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's an overreaction. Um, and I can understand. Like, I'm not a you know, uncompassionate person. I get that they're sort of suffering and grieving. It's like, well, we've got to try and do something. But again, not exactly the shark's fault. No. Just a bit of bad luck, man. Yeah, bad luck and stupidity. But the same, <laughs> the same thing can happen on a cosmic scale. Like, they keep on talking about these big asteroids that are doing, you know, flybys past the Earth. It's like, ooh, that one was close, you know. Because if one of them smacks into us, it's freaking pretty much good night for most living creatures on the planet. Yeah. And that's just luck of the draw, man. Bruce Willis wasn't on call. He couldn't go up and blow up the asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for the depression. Well. We're, we're all going to die. We're all going to die! And I've got some bad news for you. Yeah, no, tell me about it. Nothing truer. Sorry, just drinking my Guinness. Guinness. There's a sponsor we could use. Tell you what, if Guinness want to get on board, I'd be happy just even for a small discount. <laughs> I'd still pay for it. Love it. A, a nice snapback cap. I've got one. <laughs> you know, actually talking about that, that's kind of funny. We went to an Irish bar when we were up at um, uh, up near Cairns there at Port Douglas. Port Douglas? Cairns. Port Douglas. I think it's Port Douglas. Anyway, um... <laughs> We did this trivia thing. We were mm. we were killing it. We came second in the trivia. Catherine and I, and the, all the other teams had like five, six people in it. Catherine and I were smashing it. Were you uh, getting stink eye from the locals? Kind of, but <laughs> one of the prizes was a, a snapback flat or flat cap snapbacked Guinness hat. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted this hat. And at the end of it, they're like, <laughs> hand out the prizes. And they're like, oh, you've won this um, voucher to go to this place. And we're like, it's the last night we're here. How about you keep the voucher? Give me that hat instead. The dude's like, all right, no worries, you can have it. Good deal. I was like, fuck yeah. Then I put it on and realised I look like a fucking douche with a flat cap on. Doesn't everybody? Well, I think when you turn, <laughs> when you go over 30, yeah. Yeah, potentially. If you don't actively ride freestyle motocross. I, th- I think the worst people that wear flat caps are the ones that tuck their ears into the hats. I can't do it because my head's too big. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people do it. I can't get a hat big enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Burden and curse. I must carry. It's like an orange on a toothpick. It's not that big. It's not that big. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a question for you. It's almost, again, almost like your trivia in cans. Yeah. Have you ever heard of incels? Do Do you know what that's about? No. Yeah, I'll explain. It's um, the idea these dudes have come up with that they're involuntarily involuntarily celibate, i.e., they can't get laid. But so they're unlucky. They in love. No, they it takes them to the point where they're angry about it and think it's you know all all the women's fault and it's the way that they sort of manipulate or abuse their sexual power to, to um, exclude them from that. That sounds, it sounds like, sounds like something else. The problem is it 
kind of it usually manifests itself it's like these dudes pretty much just end up hating women and there's actually been people they've gone out and you know committed violent acts sort of based on that um so, philosophy right okay I, I, you know, it's funny you, you bring that up I've mm. just been watching the latest season of Orange is the New Black yeah and there's I mean it's not really the same thing but it, a guy on there accidentally me tooed someone right so did something then realised later it was not the right thing to do yeah but I mean at the time that he did it didn't think there was anything wrong with it but then realised later on uh, wasn't really the right thing to do mm. um, but what's worse what's worse doing it and not giving a shit or doing it and then realising later uh, kind of fucked up there no well I mean even like at a fundamental level the criminal justice system is about rehabilitating and reforming people so if they can see the error in their ways and change for the better then that's yeah much better obviously yeah rather to continue um willfully or through ignorance yeah you know bad behavior so so these people that you're going back to what the you're incels, yeah. yeah so are these incels so the okay. part of part of the formula of course is they get together online and oh. and bitch about it to so each other th- there's there's a good place to start let's let's go online and well it sort of has that effect for so many different fringe groups all of a sudden instead of being you know isolated or the only one with those views all of a sudden you're in an echo chamber where you're a bunch of people with the same sort of ideas or views just sort of, justifying the other people's yeah, views justifying it reinforcing those uh, perspectives do these people not realise that by being a hateful motherfucker doesn't get them anywhere well exactly and um, you know to take a view which by default seems to suggest that women owe men you know sexual access is you know such a backwards view yeah but yeah it's, it's that's you're right it's probably the biggest irony is that thinking that way is probably a big part of why they're you know unattractive to anybody else yeah it's perceived now as like a growing problem that you know people have committed like I said committed violent acts you know out of that sort of belief system yeah it's almost forming as you know, another another sort of terrorist group I guess you could go to that extreme I mean has these people not heard of sex shops well or fleshlights again in their calculus it's not about just getting off it's about being owed that right is there I mean nobody's perception. owed anything without earning it yeah is that is that a fair way of putting it? Yeah, I I find the whole thing so so baffling. I mean, you you want that pussy, you got to earn it. That's one way of putting it. I mean, that's probably the most wrongest way of putting it, but you know, it's on a on a, in a on some sort of level, it's you got to earn it. Yeah, and it, it's sort of um, tangential to that idea of the. Um, what the fuck did that mean? I've never heard that word before. Okay, <laughs> um, so similar sort of idea is um you know people dudes that complain about oh i'm a nice guy yeah but i still don't get any chicks mm-hmm. but if you really break it down what they say is being a nice guy is really just like trying to manipulate someone and tricking them into thinking you're not a scumbag yeah right yeah it's interesting thing and i think yeah you can point the finger for a lot of that the way the internet enables people 
to form those communities. Yep. So it feels like it feels like a modern phenomenon, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I mean, there's a lot of modern phenomenons and first world problems that everyone's got. I mean, I'm not dismissing anything you've just said, but it sounds like a bit of a first world problem. Well, yeah, you almost always want to slap someone like that upside the head and say, wake up to yourself. I mean, I feel like slapping people upside the head all the time, and, that's, and, and that would be that would probably be, you know, one of For them. For far more minor things. Yeah, far more minor, definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just curious if you'd heard about it. Never heard of it. Because I guess sometimes you can get caught in that online perspective and not get a feel for whether that's something that's a, a mainstream knowledge, I guess. Yeah, right. I guess that makes you like the, the sounding board for that theory. Yeah. Mm. Has Dave heard about it? No, I haven't heard about it. Mm. Answer to that one. Um, something else that came up on Oranges and New Black is um, there was a, a black chick talking about casual racism and how there's two different versions of racism is the way she was explaining it. So there's casual racism, which is kind of like people inadvertently saying something that's racist and there was no, I guess, no kind of malice behind it. Is yeah. the way I, 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 I get what you mean, yeah. Or, or there's people that are just, you know, full on, they hate pe- they're, somebody. They're put, and they, putting on the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, I mean, they, they think that their race <laughs> is far supreme to the other ones. So, so almost passive versus active. Yeah, well, no, because the the casual racism was more like, yeah, they're just like um, saying something because it's like, oh, for an example, so don't quote me on this, <laughs> all Asians look the same. Like that's a racist, a casual racist comment because, you know, it's a it's a one of those things that a lot of people say, but it's just it's like a generalized stereotype. Generalized, that's what generalizing yeah. it. So, and she was saying that she can kind of justify casual racism because it's kind of funny sometimes. Hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, the intent of something is always important, but I think there's also, you know, you have to have a level of awareness as well, and this this catches out politicians a lot and I'd refer you back to the um, Adam Goods documentary as well because that was one of Eddie Maguire's um, excuses was he'd said something that was relatively insensitive so he's a casual racist yeah so he <laughs> he was referencing King Kong in reference to Adam Goods <laughs> I mean I mean straight I'm not laughing at the fact that <laughs> I'm just laughing at what a fucking idiot straight away he's going for the old giant gorilla yes, yes um, that's what <laughs> Every other sensible Australian said at the time. What an idiot. Um, and I'm and drunk and I even <laughs> picked that one up straight away. But he defended that by saying, oh, I didn't know that was a racist thing. Oh. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> buddy, you probably should have. Yeah, as soon as you work in the media. You're a bit of a chump if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's no free pass there. No. Um, so even though, yeah, it probably fits that category of a casual racist remark. Yeah. I, I it think wasn't I, necessarily that Eddie Maguire wanted to racially vilify Adam Goods. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, that borderlines past casual racism for me. Yeah, potentially. For, for me, I mean, saying something in the heat of the moment might be casual racism. But if you're saying it to try and hurt hurt somebody else, well, if you're saying it and you know full well that the other person's not even going to hear it. Is that casual racism? Is it, is it just like... It's like the tree falling in like, the forest. No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> say, for instance, you're driving down the road and someone does something really douchey in front of you. Instead of just going, oh, get fucked, you can Like, you just say something else that's casually racist. 100% that's still racist. Yeah, of Is it, it casually is. racist, though? What, just by virtue of no one else hearing it? 
Yeah. No, I think the comment is still important. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not... <laughs> there's no loophole there. No, I mean, I'm not trying to get a loophole or get away with anything. I'm just saying, you know, uh, sometimes... I mean, sometimes you'll call someone a fucking, you know... Let, for an example, you just see some dude walking down the street and looks like a crack addict, and he probably isn't, and you just fucking... He walks out in front of your car and you're like, get out the fucking road, you crackhead cunt. I mean, sure. is that the same as seeing some dude that walking across the street with a... Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same sort of thing. Saying some racist comment to him? Well, the key word there is just prejudice, right? You're just judging someone based on just seeing him in the street. Yeah, I mean, so... I mean, I would class that as casual racism. If it was racism. Not just someone being a junkie on the road. No, no, I mean... I mean well, I, I just don't want to blurt out some casual racist comment is what I'm trying to get at. Like... I'm using the crackhead as an example so that I don't say anything that might upset anybody that, that's listening. Where do you think um, Donald Trump sits on that? Spectrum? Oh, he's just a fucking racist. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to give anybody any examples. I've said some fucked up shit before, but I think mine is definitely casual racism. If anything that I might have said, I'm not racist by any means of the imagination. I treat everybody equal. But sometimes people anger me and I just blurt something out and it's not meant, you know, as a racist comment. It's just a generalised... Yeah, like casual stereotyping stuff. It's... Like, like, oh, you crackhead cunt. That kind of thing. Yeah, but I think most people would point out that um, with uh, Donald Trump, if you're the President of the United States, there's some uh, responsibility to conduct yourself with a certain level of... Uh... Yeah, I mean, but there's a difference between what I've done. I mean, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying something because they've angered me. Uh, He's it... fucking hating on people. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking obvious. Well, I mean, it's all been brought to, you know, obvious focus with the, the two shootings that happened during the week over there. Yeah, I haven't really looked a lot into it because it's kind of... It's one of those subjects that I just... I'm, you hear a shooting in America and I'm just like, again. Which is awful but that's even a reaction that you could, could have I know but it's, it's happened so often but in the last 12 months I think somebody put a thing up on Facebook the other day the amount of mass shootings every country's had and there's like one in New Zealand one in somewhere in the Middle East two in Canada 260 something in America I mean yeah. it's fucking mental it's definitely a problem and you know people pointing out that you have a, a president who you know sort of whips up those type of feelings in people and then tries to step back once it kicks off and there's some violence yeah it's such a pussy move oh in the books a douche uh, yeah. I, I've got no I've got no time for that cunt and I'm gonna that's as far as I'm gonna say he is a cunt well we're probably breaking our politics rules again true yeah well maybe we uh, change gears maybe go back to something a bit more patriotic something that's Australian oh here's something that's funny so we all know that I'm trying to sell a Harley Davidson. Just, just cuts off my story. Oh, well, you didn't say you had a story. You were just like... <laughs> I was building up to right, it. Go, go, do your story and we'll come back to mine. Still trying to sell it. No, 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 no. I've actually got some funny stories about what's happened today with people trying to fucking make stupid offers. But anyway, go, you go. Um, now that yourself, you're embarking on a you know competitive racing career. <laughs> I would say competitive. If, if, you took, if you took that maiden win, are you going to bust out the shoey? Well... Interesting you say maiden win, because I looked at the championships this week. <laughs> okay. And uh, 
So in the Bears Championships, which is why I race in Bears, I'm currently sitting seventh on the championship. Yeah. Out of, I think, about 20 people. That's not too bad. And third in my grade. Yep. Which is pretty good. And then in the St. George Championships, which has got about 40 people in it, I'm sitting on 16th. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So but, so really, not that close to a shoey yet. Oh man, if I get if I get any if I get third in the championships, I'm shoeying it. <laughs> but, and basically, all I've got to do is turn up to the next race, and I'll probably be third because I'm I'm way ahead. But anyway, so we take that as implicit acknowledgement that you're a fan of the shoey. I mean, if it gets laughs, I'll do it. I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, it's pretty gross. But if it gets laughs. But when you see a dude like. Um, Danny Ricardo bust out a shoey. I mean, it was funny the first time we did it, but ever since then, it's a bit try-hard. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's just like, oh, I've got my little thing and I better do it now just so everyone's like, hey, but really. I think when it started getting like that, he pulled back from it a bit, but then you had some Muppets, like the interview guy asking for it. And that's... Well, kind of when same. Martin Brundle was like... That oh. was a bad one. Yeah. But, but he made Martin Brundle drink some of it, didn't he? Well, if he asked for it... Oh, did he, well, I didn't realise he actually asked to drink some of it. Yeah. But what a fucking quite, douchebag. Quite different from when um, he offered one to Sir Patrick Stewart. And he was like, fuck that shit. No. He downed it. Did he? I can't believe you didn't see that. No, I didn't see that one. It just cements again Captain Picard's legendary status. So, how, sorry, who drunk it? Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Sorry, I thought you meant... the Charles, bl- Charles Xavier. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that's like... Shakespearean that, thespian actor no, I'm drank talk- from Daniel Ricardo's sweaty dirty boot I, I was thinking more along the lines of <laughs> when he was in extras and he's like is there naked people in it <laughs> I mean, obviously he's a legend man he's got a good sense of humour yeah and perhaps no functioning taste buds I, I will make it <laughs> so is that what he said before he drunk it that would have been hilarious if he did I will make it I, so I don't believe so <laughs> but anyway. man he didn't flinch he Oh, I'd have done it. Put that sucker down. I mean, a bit of, uh, what is it called? Toe jam. No, no, no. What's it called <laughs> when you... A bit of uh, pressure. Peer pressure, that's it. You're telling me that someone peer pressured <laughs> Patrick Stewart? Yeah, I mean, there's like 50,000 people there going, drink, 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 drink. <laughs> sure. No. Celebrity entitlement. You know, they're the most likely dudes to say, fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. So they've had they had the um, Netflix crew who did the um, driven. What was the name of the F one series? Drive, drive, drive to succeed or something. something like, it's funny you actually mentioned. I've got a story about that in a second. But um, they've been filming obviously for the second series during yep. this F one series. Yeah. And they finally got access to the Mercedes pits. But Ferrari still said fuck off. Uh, I'm not sure. I just heard about the Mercedes guys letting him in. Yeah. But the weekend when they came in, Hamilton was kind of crook, like suffering from the flu. Suffering from being so a biggity bitch. But apparently he's like hinted at, you know, putting the veto on using that footage because he was such a, you know, sick mess. Yeah. So again, celebrities, you know, famous yeah, but, people. Are, but this brings me back to Hamilton being a whiny, little but biatch. If they don't want to do something, man, they're going to make their feelings known. So bringing up, that Netflix series, one mm. of my customers who shall name, whose name won't be brought up, but he's um, very much a soccer person, family very soccery, 
and it's never Les Murray Les Murray no 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 he's a customer of mine he's affiliated with the Socceroos I'm not going to go any further but he um, Tim Cahill I knew it no fuck that guy <laughs> anyway um <laughs> fuck that guy anyway <laughs> He's, so he's, he's not in the motorsports. I, I, like he, he's a regular of ours. I talk to him sure. quite a lot. Anyway, his kids watched the Netflix series and now they can't get enough of the F1. And he's, okay. He's had to like get the fucking login for the F1 to watch it live so the kids can watch it all the time on the TV because they've after watching the series, they've, they're really into it, which is kind of funny. I thought it was well done. And yeah, the only thing it really was lacking was the access to the top teams. But yeah, I guess the success that it's had it sort of motivated them to... Oh, dude, it was an awesome series. I mean, I'll put you on to that, didn't I? Oh, you can take credit for it if you want, Dave. Yeah, That's a pretty safe bet I was going to watch an F1 doco on Netflix, man. Yeah, I know, but I was the one that was like, hey, have you seen this? <laughs> anyway. The best bit of that is Gunter Steiner, the dude who runs the Haas team. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just constant frustration with these dickhead drivers. Yeah. I mean, I think the funniest thing for me was realising how much Christian Horner was a fucking prick <laughs> yeah you still want to bang his wife though <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> now moving on what I wanted to talk about before when I was going to cut you off so you know that I've been trying to sell my Harley I only just realised today that you actually put it at the bottom of the of last week's pod like you want to buy a Harley <laughs> <Enough Yeah>. <laughs> I did only just read that today anyway I'm trying I'm trying to help <laughs> yeah so I've been getting a few messages here and there and uh, obviously you get the usual fucking douchebags that I was just like oh will you swap it from our VS Commodore or yeah the scams and spams where it's like yeah uh, yeah oh just email me the thing and yeah <laughs> yeah so I had some douche today who's like oh would you would you trade it for my VS Ute it's got a thousand horsepower at the rear wheels and I'm just like no, not unless it's got $22,900 at the rear wheels. <laughs> and he was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking, put a fucking price on it, you spastic. What do you think I'm going to do? It's so frustrating, isn't it? And it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you could be selling, like, a waterbed for 50 bucks, and some dude would be like, oh, we just want for a microwave or some oh, bullshit. The other thing, too, yeah, I've been getting heaps of, oh, what's your lowest price? And my reaction to that is... I mean, I've never sent it, and I really feel like sending it. Well, what's your highest price? Because it's kind of... I've put my price out there. Like, my price is what it is. I've advertised it at a price. That's the price I want to sell it at. So I'm starting at my lowest price. You need to come in somewhere around that. Why Why are vehicles even like that? Like, pretty much every other goods or service is, like, a fixed price, and that's what it is. Uh, dude, I get it with my business. People ring up, oh, can you do any better? And I'm like, when you go to Woolies... And you're buying your broccoli. Do you go up to the counter and go, can you do any better on the price, mate? And what are they going to say? Fuck off, you can't. That's why you just fill your underpants up with the broccoli. Uh, do you, no, there's something with the broccoli. Do you snap the fat bit of the stand off so you don't have to pay the extra for the stuff you're not going to eat? No. I do. I ain't got time for that. I do, except for when I go to this grocery shop in Warrawong that... If, <laughs> they've got a sign above the broccoli that says if you've if you've snapped off the broccoli the stem of the broccoli we'll charge you double <laughs> good I was like you fucking bastards I'm not eating that shit 
it's it feels to me like it's a, like they've chopped it at that point where you could you could go another couple of inches to get the kilos off it, but that's the really meaty bit, the the really heavy bit of the broccoli that's going to weigh the most. You ain't going to eat it, but we're going to make you fucking pay for it anyway. Well, you could eat it. You ain't going to fucking eat that shit. How much do you reckon that nugget of broccoli is worth? It's probably the heaviest part. I reckon it's how much? so dense. I reckon it's a I reckon it's a quarter of the whole thing. Right, so how in sense? It doesn't how, matter, man. Tell, just tell me. I don't care. Crazy. I don't, it, like, if you're paying two bucks for that florid of broccoli, I mean, probably a good fifty cents worth. It's so tight. It might be tight to you, Alan, but I don't. Why don't you, why don't you just I, I don't have bro- that money to throw down the drain. <laughs> why don't you just grow some broccoli in your backyard? Cut out the middleman. It's fucking too hot in Australia to bring fucking grow broccoli all the time. So your plan is to steal broccoli? And no, stuff. no, I'm not stealing it because I'm not taking it. I'm just taking that bit off because I don't want well, it. They can't do anything with it. They're going to throw it in the bin. But they've cut it off somewhere. Why do they have to cut it off so far down? They could cut it further up. It's like when you buy flowers. You don't buy the fucking roots, do you? So what are you going to do next? Are you going to peel an orange before you pay for it? No. Well, I don't want to give you ideas or anything. No. Peel, peel a banana. Take it home. Don't eat it because you don't like bananas. Well, I don't... <laughs> Don't buy the fucking banana in the first place. You're like, you fucking idiot. Although, Costco are now doing cut up bananas, frozen, in bags. So you, there's no skin on them. And it works out cheaper per kilo to get them than it does to buy a banana. Yeah, well, they were probably from bananas that were too ripe to sell. Don't know. But a frozen banana goes great in a smoothie. That's yeah, well, that's what we've been... That's my little... Life hack for you. Yeah, so we've been buying these big bags of frozen bananas and frozen strawberries from Costco and f- smoothieing them. Man, I can't believe. No, I mean, do it if you want, but I hope you do get charged double. Well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, fucking Woolies strangle everyone else out of the fucking market anyway. Fuck them cunts. They got fucking money. Oh, gee. Dude, you know what I saw the other day? Talking about stealing. Don't fucking ha- have a go at me. I was watching this dude, right? We were walking out of Coles, coming through Woolly, uh, Warrawong Mall, and you know they've got that other grocery shop a little a bit further. Grocer. Yeah, the dude just walking up, and you know they sometimes have those like things just a little bit outside the shop with the fruit in there? Yeah. The dude's just walking along, casual as, picks up picks up an apple, like tosses it up in the air, catches it, does the, rub it on the sleeve, starts eating it, Keep fucking walking. I'm just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I'll just fucking help myself while I'm walking past, am I? Was he a chimney sweep from a Disney movie? Oh, it was so fucking weird, man. Was like, he whistling a, a show tune? No. But me and Catherine... How was that at, real life? I'm telling you, it fucking happened. <laughs> me and Catherine looked at each other and we were like, did that just happen? And she's like, what the fuck was that? And I'm just like, oh, just help yourself. Free apples for everybody. You see some strange shit out there, though. Well, uh, I'm not surprised it happened in Warrawong, though. Rap... rap. So we're talking about petty crime here. Wrap, wrap your brain around this one. I, I know a dude who witnessed this in a, a petrol station in the Illawarra. You know, during the morning rush, you know, he's he's got the petrol, he's gone in to pay. Guy in front of him pulls out a $50 note, gives it to the cashier. Cashier puts the note down, takes another 50 out of the till, gives it back to the bloke. Right? What? The bloke goes, actually, you know what? I'll have another. Gives him another 50. Goes down on the counter. Fresh 50 comes out of the till. Cashier gives it to him. Pockets it. Walks out. What? Jumps in his car and leaves. What? Where was this? Petrol station, man. Who's, you saw this? The guy I know. 
Uh, is he reliable? Yeah. And we we puzzled over it, trying to figure out what's the angle, what's the go. Fake fifty dollar notes. Okay, so obviously we came to that conclusion, but so what's he got? He's got like an inside deal with the guy at the servo to swap him. Yeah. Why is he doing it at friggin' eight thirty in the morning in front of everybody? Yeah, in front of everyone's a bit fucking bizarre. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty fucking bizarre, actually. Okay, and um, so your criminal enterprise is counterfeit 50s. Fair enough. Good on ya. <laughs> um, how many servers is he going to to swap 50s to make it worth his while? I mean, he's got to be paying the dude off, hasn't he? Yeah, so there's, there's a cut in it for the dude on the register. You'd think there has to be. Either that or he's just like, if you don't, if you don't do it, I'm going to come around and murder your children. Well, whatever, but uh, <laughs> straight to the extremes. <laughs> so I don't know where I went. Too much, why I went there? Too much Sopranos again. <laughs> well, I finished that, but anyway. Um. So what's what's the play? Is he got just a brick of counterfeits that he's just slowly chopping his way through? Maybe. Like he might have got that from someone else and like got stiffed on the deal, and he's like, oh well, you know, I'll make the best of the situation. Just slowly feed him in, and I mean, how do you find out if it's a counterfeit or not? I mean. I'm, you get me worried now because I've got a dude come around to look at that bike tomorrow and he's, he turns <laughs> up with cash. I mean, how do I know if it's dodgy yeah, money? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, and then this week there was the story about all those 50s they found in Dapto in the creek. What? It's in the Mercury. Oh, I wish I found them. <laughs> well, apparently some stupid kid found it and called the cops instead of just filling his pockets. Oh, mate, I would have been like fucking walking home Man, with in Dapto, fucking... In- it's soggy Dax. Dude, in Dapto, his parents probably slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yes, Jimmy God. There's, there's some casual... Not racism, it's suburbism. Well, it's kind of racism. Dapto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever even had a good burger in Dapto? What's the point of it? Dapto? No, isn't there a sneaky burger in Dapto? No, that's in... Uh... No, just some festy old chicken shop. No, I look, I don't go to Dapto. I... Exactly, you don't go to Dapto. I, I picked up... That's oh, a wise choice. Talking about Dapto, I told you the other day about these people I picked up and I took up to the White Bay. Well, I'll just go back to those notes in the creek. Settle, settle down. <laughs> go on, yeah, go on. I saw the story about the 50s in the creek. I'm like, counterfeits, counterfeits! Yeah. Were they? It's all coming together, man. There's some sort of conspiracy going on, I'm sure. Oh, there's lots of fake 50s around, man. 50, <laughs> and they always do 50s. It's the same in the UK. If you've actually got genuine £50 notes, mm. no prick will take them because they're so fucking hard to figure out if they're counterfeit or not. All right. <laughs> like, every time I go to the UK now and I have to go and get English money, I go to the currency exchange, exchange place and I'm like, I don't want any £50 notes. 20s, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it should be right. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking want them because I had a fucking nightmare getting anybody to ch- take them. They just knock them back. Oh, they're like, nah, we don't take 50s. And what? Like, what the fuck? That seems like a problem, doesn't it? And then you find somewhere that does take them, so you just like keep buying shit just to get rid of all the 50s in your wallet. <laughs> just dump them all at once. Yeah, well, I found a pub that would take them, so I just, every time I ordered a pint of beer for like three pounds, I'd fucking whack them a 50 pound <laughs> note just to get all the change back. Yeah, I'm sure they love that. Yeah, anyway. New policy of that pub, no more fucking 50s. Yeah, so going back to Dapto, that was where I picked up those people that I was talking to you about. So I picked up... Don't this- slag off your customers, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's the first time ever that I've took it, taken someone somewhere and they hadn't booked a return that I didn't ask them if they wanted to book a return. I just went, I don't want to fucking pick them back up. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, there's got to be people like that out there, I guess. Yeah. So the reason I was snorting was because 
every fucking 10 seconds I was like <laughs> in the in my fucking ear and I'm like oh for fuck's sake for two hours I had to put up with this shit for oh, it's pretty festive it was fucking disgusting so talking about Dapto have you ever been to the Dapto markets which though Dapto no well, no fuck that yeah well, I got dragged along I've seen it from the freeway passing by to better places. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, like a flea market is probably one way of describing it. That's probably a generous yeah. description. It's a shit tip. Anyway, <laughs> people selling their junk, and it's like so you go there, you go to go in, and they're like, ah, oh, it's gold coin donation, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to donate. And like, well, you can't get in. I was like, well, it's not fucking donation, then is it? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, don't tell me it's a donation, then force me to do it. And they're like, nah, yeah, but it's mandatory. And I'm like, well, it's not a donation, it's it's a fucking entry fee. We're back to haggling again, aren't we? So, so I'm just like, fuck it then, I'm not going in. <laughs> so I stood at the fucking entrance and let Catherine, I said, Catherine, you, if you want to go in, you can pay. I'm not fucking paying to get in this shit. So I let her go. She went in, she wandered around, I sat outside for half an hour and waited for her. I'm like, I'm paying fucking gold coin to go in and look at this fucking garbage. <laughs> it's literally other people's fucking garbage. In a fucking field that they're trying to sell. How much broccoli could you buy for two dollars? That's the important question. I reckon a good, nice piece of broccoli. I like broccoli. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. If it's going to be a fee, make it a fee. Don't yeah, you? I, I hate the whole. <laughs> it's a gold coin donation to get in. But what if I haven't got a gold coin or I don't want to pay? Well, you still have to pay. It's not a fucking donation at that point, is it? I, I, I horrified some people today by tipping an Uber driver. Did you tip them with cash or did you tip them on the app? Yeah, just the app. Yeah, okay. Because I've, I've, I do a little bit of Uber here and there and I've been tipped a few times. I've had some decent tips, actually. It wasn't a decent tip, but... How much did you give them? Three bucks. That's all right. I mean, that's, how much was the fare? Like 38 bucks. So they probably would have gotten about 25 from that. How, did they get the full three? They would get the yeah with tips at fourth, so they were twenty three bucks is all right, man. That's not a bad tip. I've had a, five, a couple of five dollar tips. But these people shit their bricks. They're like, "What are you giving me a tip for?" Because like, they get paid fuck all. Yeah, that's why Uber drivers get the shaft. <laughs> yeah, you. So you know, because I've told you, like all in all, oh, after you've paid so, all your expenses, you get about four bucks an hour. So where the fuck did you, where did you go for thirty eight dollars? That's a fairly decent fee on Uber. Oh, this is pretty much through the guts of Sydney today at lunchtime. So it would have taken, what, 40 minutes in the, in the car? No, it wasn't a, a long trip. It was just... Um, was there tolls? Yeah, we went through yeah, the... Anyway. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't get the tolls back. They yeah, got paid toll back. People using Uber and not understanding what their business model is a bit rich, isn't it? That obviously <laughs> the people that are going to get the shaft in the whole equation of the dudes driving the cars, right? Well, that's obviously the person who's going to get fucking hammered, isn't it? Someone was telling me that this first quarter, after they went um, public with their IPO, they've like lost another $5 billion. Yeah, when they went public, I think overnight, because they went public at like $30 a share or something. I mean, I, don't whatever, quote me on the whatever figures. Whatever it was, yeah. But they lost like 35 40% in Straight the first up. 24 hours. Oof. And some like rich Middle Eastern fucking sheikh or whatever. He um, invested quite a lot of money, like I'm talking a billion or something, into Uber. Yeah, well, it's gone now. He lost. <laughs> he lost millions in one fucking 24 hours after investing. It was, yeah, a bit of a kick in the pants. The most interesting articles I've read are about Uber sort of relying on, number one, establishing 
that big market share, so sort of being the rideshare provider. Yeah. But then pivoting sometime in the future to having their autonomous cars. So all of a sudden, they're not paying drivers at all. Mm. It's all robot cars. Bang, all of a sudden, they can make some money. Yeah. But obviously, then it just it relies on developing development and adaptation of that technology, which is potentially a stretch, right? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, as a user of the of their their technology that they've got at the moment, their app, hmm. it's got room for improvement with the the navigation side of things and um, people calling for um, for for an Uber. Uh, a lot of people I pick up do complain about the fact that they can't pick up their address properly or when they get dropped off at a certain address, they get dropped off at one side of the building, but when they have to get picked up from that same building, it picks them up from a different, completely different side and yeah, yeah. every single time they do it. So obviously there's flaws in... So if they've got an automated car, I mean, the same problem's going to be there, isn't it? Potentially even worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least when you've got a person driving a car you pull up and you might be in the wrong spot, you can start sending a text message or yep. ring them and go, look, I'm here, you know, where are you? And they're like, oh, I'm over the other side of the building. And you can either drive around there and go, look, I'll stay where I am. Can you walk around to me? Or whatever the case might be, can you do that with a robot? Hmm. Maybe. I but mean, yeah, it's tough. That, that, exact same, that exact same thing happened today where um, he actually pulled up across on the other side of the road. Yep. We were waiting on the other side. You know, yeah, human to human interaction, that problem was solved in about five seconds. Now, did you walk across the road to the car? Yeah. Mm. So if you got hit by the car, guess who would be liable? Tell me. The driver. Fucking that guy. He gave him a $3 tip. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like that's the fucked up place we're living in right now. So an example of something that did happen, and this is a fact. Right, so this has been put to the test. Yeah. So an Uber driver a year or so ago had a drunk passenger, got into a bit of a beef in the car, don't know what the beef was about. Don't really care. Spewed on the carpet. Whatever the case might be. Dude's pulled over. Spilled kebab on the seat. Or he's pulled up at a set of uh, set of lights or whatever. Drunk guy's gone, fuck you, I'm getting out. Gets out of the rear door, passenger or driver's side rear door. Yep. Hit by a bus. Damn. Axed. Dead. Uber driver's got done for manslaughter. Prison. Manslaughter. Manslaughter. He's liable because he shouldn't have let the passenger get out of that side of the car. So what, they're talking like duty of care style stuff? Yeah, even though the dude's like... number one, stop him. Exactly, but apparently it's... So now, like, me in my industry, I've had to be very vigilant when I go to the airport and things like that. And I'm like, when people go to get out of the car, I'm like, ah! Get out the other fucking side. I've even put the child locks on the fucking driver's side. I was going to say, what else can you do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... That's how fucked up a place we're living in at the moment where a drunk dude jumps out of the car, gets hit by a bus and the fucking poor prick driving him is fucking sent to prison for manslaughter. Doesn't sound right. No, but that's the fucking piss poor place we're living in. Sick, sad world. It is. And, you know, poor Uber drivers trying to earn his four bucks an hour. Only to be eventually replaced by computers. By a fucking... What's it, what are those cars? Those electric what? cars that we got at the moment? What do you mean? Uh, what are they called? Teslas. I mean, they're the ones that are going to end up taking over, aren't they? They're already autonomous. Apparently, they're pretty good at being autonomous, oh, the, too. Oh, uh, autopilot? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not perfect. 
they're not perfect, but they're, I think they're pretty fucking good from what I've heard. Do you really want cars with that level of driver no, assistance? I don't want it. I mean... It's bad enough people not paying attention now. That just makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive fan, if I'm honest with you, but... But in saying that, like, I've got the lane avoidance thing on my Ranger, and it's supposed to keep you in that lane or or make you aware of the fact that you're... If you're veering, veering out of a yeah, lane, yeah, yeah. and it's supposed to drag you back into the lane if you if you're veering out, and I've I've driven a few different cars that have got that. BMW's one's actually really really good. It'll actually keep you within the two lines of either side of your road as you're driving along. It's actually very good. But the Ranger, it's got the same system. It'll let you pretty much go completely into the other lane before it goes and pulls you back into it. So at that point, you've already fucking t-boned someone, <laughs> right? So, the, what you're describing to me, the part that bothers me is the fact that it takes over control. Like, I'd probably be okay with one that, like, warned you, like, just a little beep-beep when you're deviating. Well, that's what this one does. It vibrates the steering wheel. But the problem is, if you haven't got your hands on the fucking steering wheel, and that's why you're veering into the other lane, <laughs> how are you fucking going to know? Yeah, at that point, you're talking about a car saving the life of a whatever's happened but I'm saying that the Rangers one's shit because it lets you go fully into the other lane before it fucking picks it up whereas the BMW one it does beep it vibrates the steering wheel and as soon as you get into the point where you're just about to cross the lines it like just smoothly pulls you back into the line I mean I'm not going to give BMW too much kudos here because it's probably the only system that they've got that actually fucking works very <laughs> well but so that's kind of my point right like electronics and shit like that fail on cars all the time what happens if this steering control goes haywire and instead of saving you spears you off into a fucking pole fuck I think you can still like grab the wheel and fucking reef it like I, I know with the BMW one I have forcibly because the thing I didn't realise it worked I didn't realise it was even on the first time I drove on with it and I wanted to just driving down the freeway no cars on the road I just wanted to veer from one lane to the other didn't bother putting my indicator on, went to veer across the lane, and it's like, eh, and I'm having a bit of a fight with the car. <laughs> but I still managed to get it over. Like, you still... Oh, it's fucked up. But you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, and that's uh, more or less what caused those um, 737 Maxes to go down, was a software system taking over the controls yep. against all the pile of input. Yeah, right. Flew them straight into the frigging deck. Is that is that definitely what happened, or you just... Oh, look, that's what the preliminary... That's that's why they're not flying right now. Right, okay. Because of those crashes. And what appeared to happen was pretty much that scenario. I mean, the only thing I've got to say about that is, am, am I a bit of an arsehole? Because the first thing I thought of was when that all that shit happened is, now's a good time to buy shares in... in Airbus. <laughs> Airbus. Boeing or whoever it was. Wait, wait for the value to dip and then... No, no well, I'll just, just buy them now and then... You know, in six months' time, when they fixed all that shit up, whoop, they go back up to where they should be, cash in. Well, that exact sort of scenario played out with um, Toyota. I knew you were going to say this because I remember we talked about this. Yeah, it was crazy. Like um, Volkswagen had, as well. Well, the Toyota thing was this unintended acceleration. You had drivers claiming that cars were going haywire, throttles wide open, they couldn't control the car, and they've gone into crashes and all this sort of stuff yeah and um it, it happened and the media sort of blew it up and boom all of a sudden toyota share price just <laughs> plummeted yeah um bit of time passed 
they actually had the time to do a proper investigation um got to the bottom of it and it was basically just like i can't remember exactly what it was but it was more or less user operator issues right wasn't a flaw with the toyota stuff at all the engineering and then Mm -hmm. up comes the stock price back to where it was before Mm. (laughs) and all that was just based on the, the fear and speculation happening in the media you know toyota still sold as many cars you know that's yeah, I mean, the media's change. got a lot to do with all this stuff when it goes up and down. Well, they just, you know, hype it up before, you know, all the facts are in. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily wrong to get the word out. Like, there's a public interest at stake. Watch out, your car's going to kill you! That's right, I mean, there's a big difference between a story that's like, oh, you know, this weird thing's happened with these Toyotas we're investigating versus, you know, your Camry is it trying to murder you and your family. Yeah, there's very different ways of putting that story forward, <laughs> right? And the, the whole clickbait thing kicks in the gear, and it's like, well, you want to, you know, get people clicking on it, checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Toyos were tip-top, nothing wrong with them. Oh, well, you're not a big fan of Camrys, are you? Yeah, but I also don't think their engineers are trying to murder their customers with dodgy accelerators. Maybe the AI in the Camrys are. Well, you can't trust the AI, you that much <laughs> so you might be right about Boeing you know they lose some money for now no but I'm saying is it it was a moral question that I was trying to get at sorry is, is it like are you getting in on the blood money is that what you're doing by cashing in on oh, all these planes are crashing let's, oh, let, right. let's buy these shares get into these shares now while they've fucking shit themselves and then once they fix the problem <laughs> and they come back to where they were you cash in um let me put it to you this way. That's probably one of the least evil things that happens on the stock market. Fair There's enough. way shadier shit going on than that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I wouldn't, but, but I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. If, would you do it? I regret not doing that with the Toyota stuff. <laughs> that's, that's probably why I bring it up because at the time I'm thinking, this is bullshit. Like, nothing's been proven. Yeah. I was the same with Volkswagen when they had all that shit with the emissions. Yeah, but they actually were levied billions of dollars in fines, and now they're yeah, no, but their shares, their shares fucking right. shat their pants. But they came back like pretty quick, pretty quickly. Yeah. That was that was a cash cow. That was they're starting to put a lot of those um, German executive guys into charging them, sending them to jail now. Oh. Which it'll, is... it'll be one of those like what do they call them the the retirement resorts or whatever they call them resort jails. No, um, I shown to a, a dude who's saying that apparently the laws in Europe had changed relatively recently and the way those um, CEOs with these knowledge of dodgy stuff going on in their companies now apparently can be sanctioned quite heavily. So it's not just that little slap on the wrist, like they're going going down. 20, yeah. Like 20 year sentence. No, oh, they might get a big sentence, but I mean, is it going to be that tough a life for them compared to... Well, look, they're probably not in the shower defending themselves from shankings. But fuck, maybe they should be. Like, how <laughs> oh, you, you fucked everyone over. Shank them. Well, the whole thing with the, the diesel emission cheating is they were completely circumventing the emission controls. It's like they were willfully choosing to spew more pollution out than they were allowed to. I'll That's be potentially fucking up the whole planet. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the whole thing's shit. But my big issue with the car industry is. Every fucking car I've ever bought has always got that little sticker on the window that says it'll do 
six point eight miles per <laughs> fucking liter or whatever whatever the fucking case yeah, might be. Yeah. And you buy that car and ain't fucking gonna get anywhere near it and you know that shit. That's because the tests are standardized, they're done in a lab in a very specific procedure. Oh, it doesn't man. reflect yeah, real world. It's bullshit. I've never ever had a car that's even come close to it. Is that really why you're buying a car though, based on that? There has been times I bought I bought uh, a few cars when I was commuting a fair distance to work to like an hour up the freeway every day and like you, you're doing a lot of case buy a car just for you know cheap getting to work and it, it wasn't anywhere close to what it was saying it was going to do it was still pretty cheap but it wasn't fucking anywhere close mm. to what it said which is disappointing when you buy a car for that reason yeah I, I guess yeah my criteria in the past for buying cars is not really taking that into account no I mean everyone buys a car for a different reason some people buy it for economy. Some people buy it for performance. Some people buy it for comfort. Pretty color. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> but, you know, when you're buying it for economy and it doesn't do what it says it does, it's a bit annoying. Sue everybody. I mean, you, you know you ain't going to win no case when you're dealing with a company that's got millions of dollars in the pocket. Classic David and Goliath, I guess. I mean, the only chance you got is if you get that lawyer from Seinfeld. Jackie Childs. It's egregious! <laughs> you know that was a parody of the guy that got OJ off, right? Probably, oh, no doubt. <laughs> Isn't that one of the Kardashians? Uh, he was part of the legal team, but I think he was replaced by the guy. Oh, what was his name? He he became quite famous. He's He died a couple of years back. He's dead now. So how the fuck did the Kardashians get famous? Was it that how they got famous? I think kind of was. Which, yeah, kind of twisted byproduct of that whole saga. Oh, I wish I could remember his name now. I just keep on thinking of Jackie Childs. You, you, you're talking about, what, the actual lawyer from... The, the real lawyer that oh, yeah. got OJ off. Oh, well. send, us, send us a message on the socials. Oh, the glove didn't fit. That's all that matters. You must acquit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's kind of a, a Seinfeld episode for everything in life, really. Pretty much. So, going on about episodes, I, I touched on it a little while ago. I've finished The Sopranos again for probably the fourth or fifth time. And it never gets any easy, the, that last episode. Oh, the final scene. And the, the funny thing was, I've watched it so many times, but that last episode still crept up on me, and I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and then when they're in the cafe... And Don't Stop Believing comes on, I'm just like, oh, this is the last episode. And I was like, oh. Do you, do you have a personal interpretation? I mean, I like to think that... You just ate a hamburger and had a good day. Yeah, I mean, the meadow <laughs> came in and that was the end of it. I mean, I think it's just a bit of... It could have been a lot of different things. It could have been this, it could have been that. But What I do you mean, think Tony Soprano deserved? His, his life of deeds. I mean, it's one of those moral dilemmas because he's like the he's like the the person everyone loves to hate or hates to love. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you all kind of hate him, but you all kind of love him as well. I mean, I was always a big, you know what? Kind of doing the right thing, I guess. A bit of mob justice. Well, if you look at his motivations, potentially. I mean, he never did anything bad to anybody that didn't deserve it. He had his own moral code and kind of stuck to it, mm. sure. But I think by most people's definition... I mean, I mean, he's a fucking mental case. I mean, he was killing people 
I'm not I'm not going but I'm just saying with my whole mafia thing, my mafia theory is I've got no problem with it because they're only sort of scrubbing out the criminal element, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, well that's often how that's portrayed that the um true uh you know, organized criminal doesn't involve civilians, it's it's only business, it's only Yeah other people in the in the trade I mean I've I got no issue with it they're just scrubbing out their own kind yeah but I mean yeah there's always collateral damage along the way or you know the fact that you're supporting the drug trade or something like that or sex, I mean, I'm not sex bu- trafficking or... I'm not buying anything off these people so it doesn't make any difference <laughs> so I, I'm not but I'm just saying what he was do- I mean it's hard I, I when I watch things like this I kind of try and put myself in their situation. Mm. And I think if I was in his position, there's not much I probably wouldn't have done different. Okay. Like, in his position. Sure, sure, I get it. Maybe you would have done a better job of getting the ducks out of the pool. Yeah, I mean, I shot them. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't say he was a loving husband, but he was, you know, he's trying to be a loving father. I think at best you'd say he's a neglectful father. Neglectful? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't, but he tried, tried to be a loving father. I, I can kind of relate to it in some kind because you know everyone's got their issues when it comes to parenting and you know their own oh, selfish sure. indulgences. And sometimes when you're trying to look after a child and you're trying to do something for yourself, and there's never one clear correct answer. That's correct. So I mean, except for the one incontrovertible fact. Soprano left that diner in a body bag. You reckon? <laughs> Who knows, man? I mean, it's up for debate, isn't it? <laughs> There's a lot of TV shows like that that are up for debate. Maybe one one episode we should do a... What happened? What do you think happened? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, we might take a bit of actual research. Yeah. Sounds like work. Yeah. Sounds too odd. <laughs> he scrubbed it already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with The Sopranos, I like to think that it was all good. Just went and lived on a farm in upstate New York. Yeah. Became a, a broccoli farmer. <laughs> oh, well, I, bet, I hope not. He might come after me. Uh, <laughs> he who lives by the sword shall die by the sword. Lives by the broccoli, dies by the broccoli. I think that's the takeaway for tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, old Gandolfini's RIP in real life in any case. That was some sad shit, man. Pretty sad. He's a good actor. Brilliant actor, yeah. yeah. Well, in saying that, he was a good actor in The Sopranos. I don't know if I liked him in anything else. He was that, um, the mean, the mean, uh, prison guard in that Robert Redford movie. Yeah. I know which, I know you knew you were going to bring that up, but I didn't like him in that. No, but he played the character well. You think? He was the baddie. You yeah, I, like I, it, was, it was just a little bit, mm. I don't know if it was his fault I think it was. I don't think it's his fault. Playing the character badly, I think it was just written. A bit. Poorly. He was the villain of the film. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I wasn't a big. F- I liked the movie, but it was a bit cliche. Yeah, that's probably a fair assessment. And I think that made it a little bit hard for me to sort of like the character or like like his portrayal of the character. Sure. Not that I'm really. I mean, are we, are we gonna? Are this where we're going now? We're we gonna start. <laughs> are we gonna? Are we gonna start being movie buffs and giving our? No, no. 
I, I, I did realise today though. Well, I don't know if I realised. I'm, I'm just trying to give myself some sort of kudos. I'm, mm. I, I feel like I'm a bit of a pundit. I realised what pundits were. Today. I found out what. <laughs> what oh, now you self-identify. So I'm just like, oh, I'm a pundit. Okay. Well, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm like in in soccer, bit of a pundit. So it's kind of that middle ground, I guess, of being a slightly well-informed fan. Yeah. You got some views, but... I mean, I've got a lot of views on football. Not necessarily an expert opinion. No. So, I mean, that's what a pundit is, really, isn't it? It's just somebody who's got a, kind of an educated view on it. Somewhat of an educated view. Or at least bothered to think about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did see a little bit of movie news through the week um, that Tom Skerritt was... Reprising his role of Viper in the new Maverick Top Gun film. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Oh, shit, it's Viper. What did they say? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the Aussie version of that? Oh, get fucked, it's Viper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, that would be fucking hilarious. Aussie Top Gun. Aussie Top Gun. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the names would be different, wouldn't they? Macca. Macca. <laughs> No, they've probably got cool call signs, surely. What, what was the dude behind him? What was Magnet? What was his name? Goose. It wouldn't be called Goose. It'd be something else. Pelican. Pelican? <laughs> no one wants to be Pelican, man. Ah, you fucking Pelican. Well, I guess Goose ain't that good either. And what was the other dude's name? Iceman. It would be Iceman. It'd be something else. Sa- Sandman. <laughs> Tucker Box. Sandman. <laughs> Tucker Box. <laughs> Tucker Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty fucked up. That's a kind of... tough car, man. We have to make it happen. Oh, that'd be fucking funny, man. <laughs> I reckon what we should do, that'd be kind of a funny podcast one day. We'll sit down, we'll watch Top Gun, and we'll rewrite it. Like, as as we're watching it, rewrite it for an Aussie... Give it all Aussie dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking funny. Well, yeah, you've got... Yeah, you sort of just retrack all the dialogue. <laughs> Oh man, an Aussie parody. Oh, I like it. I like the idea, man. Like, you could turn this into a bit of a movie. Yeah, just ride a bit of that Maverick hype. Yeah. What would you call it? Aussie version of Top Gun. I don't know. I wonder if there actually is even like a equivalent in the Australian Air Force. Nah. Well, of course there is. They probably just call it Top Gun, don't they? Nah, I mean, boring. Pricks. I don't think anybody call it Top Gun. I think that's just a bit well. Of... Actually, more to the point. The Top Gun, this is a very common misconception. The Top Gun program was for naval aviators. Yeah. Well, that's what it is in no, Top Gun. There's no such thing in Australia. No, I mean, it, I mean, there's only, I think there's only two countries in the world that have naval aviators. And that's, uh, that's the US Navy and the... Right. You got US, UK, France. They don't have, I don't think they have a... Well, maybe they Oh, yeah, okay, maybe they do. Yeah, they've got a carrier version of the Rafale. You know what the fucked up thing is? Not only do they have naval aviators, they also have marine aviators, which is an offshoot of the naval... Yeah, the Navy's, Army's, Air Force, essentially. Yeah, it's fucked up. Pretty fucked L- up. Like, like you don't have enough fucking forces as it is. <laughs> um, Chinese have... I think they've got aircraft carriers. But you know the stupid the thing about it is? The American Air Force itself don't really do any of that sort of stuff they don't have the fighter jets and stuff it's the navy 
Look at the air, look at the air force. You may be mistaken. I don't think I am. Have a look at it, man. Most of the most of the U.S. Air Force stuff is like the like the bombers and the. <laughs> You've got F-15 Eagles that are in the U.S. Navy. No, they're Air Force. Yeah, but they're fucking old shit anyway. F-16 Falcons, Air Force. Really? F-22 Raptors, Air Force. Yeah. And now they've all got. They've all got F- them anyway. F-35s. But yeah, the the Air Force still has the air supremacy role. As but, well as strike attack. But it seems like the US Navy seems to be the primary go-to for the... What what you see is they act as an expeditionary force. So you can put a carrier somewhere and then start running operations. Yeah. So in that sense, they often represent the tip of a spear where... Because I know when the UK have done it, like when the Gulf War, yeah. a lot of the Air Force pilots went out to the, to the um, carriers... And operated from the carriers. Operated from the carriers, but the fucked up thing was they had to do their landing on a carrier training on as, they, as they were landing learn, their plane on the on fucking the job. Yeah. That sounds a bit dicey. Yeah, I've watched a few um, documentaries on it, like the oh, Harrier man. jump jets and stuff landing at night on a carrier, and they're like, oh, fuck. A recipe for goddamn disaster. Yeah. All right. Well, let me think on it. Aussie Top Gun. Sure, there's a title in there somewhere. Yeah, I reckon one one week we should sit down, like have a weekend, and we'll sit down and do a Top Gun parody. <laughs> you, you can you can play a few characters. I'll play a few characters. I'll I'll play Fat Val Kilmer. So you, you'll be Tucker Box. <laughs> Tucker Box indeed. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Tucker Box and Dingo. But it, it did it did did come up with a question before we were talking about, <laughs> about fucking Aussie Top Gun. And now I've fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Oh, oh no, that, I've got it. Oi. you got one pick. Your f- best aeroplane of all time. My favourite aircraft. And let's just say military aircraft. Because, I mean, Concorde's going to be up there. So let's just take that out of the equation. Uh, yeah, look, we've just been chatting about Top Gun. Like, yeah, the, the Tomcat's hard to pass up. Yeah, see, we... I'm, I'm a Harrier jump jet man all the way. Interesting. We, um, when we were in the US last, we went past a, a military museum that had a, a Tomcat in it, and I was disproportionately sort of excited about seeing this dusty old plane. Yeah. Just because it was a Tomcat. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I think probably because my dad used to work on the Harry jump jets, mm. and I've seen a lot of them fly and been up close and personal with them. And, Oh, but yeah. I'm a massive fan of the Harrier, like the technology, how basic the technology was, and it worked. Yeah, they they had a job to do, and they figured out how to put it together. Yeah, I mean, would you be surprised to know that their whole technology of it being able to land and mm. and take off vertically was basically run by a bicycle chain? A push bike chain? Yeah. Right. Was it automated at all, or was it all pilot input? It's all pilot input, so the... The output jets mm. were run by a chain. That's but when what, he pulled the lever, rotated them. it rotated the, the chain and it just... It works. Yeah. <laughs> just pull the lever. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another British aircraft that's a bit of an all-time classic, which was the um, English Electric. Um, it was like a fighter interceptor in the Cold War. And it had a really unusual design where it was... Two, two jet engines but stacked one on top of the other yeah right. where you see a lot of other contemporary jets that were side by side engines yeah it had 
top and bottom. Right. Um, and ended up with really weird weapon mounting positions. Okay. Uh, because of it. Um, but it, it had incredible performance for its time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because it was that era where they were sort of developing new jets so quickly, it had like a very limited service life, but it kind of, it was one of those sort of pioneering jets that led to the development of a lot of more modern aircraft. Yeah. I think another one that I really liked was the Vulcan. Uh, yeah. Kind of an ugly bastard. Big fuck off, big wing <laughs> thing. But this, that, I mean, that's the crazy era where, yeah, they were like designed to do like suicide missions to drop nukes on the Russians if, you know, World War Three kicked off. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like a weird sort of phase of history to, to look at. Yeah. So many sort of, uh, sort of crazy ideas that actually became reality. But I mean, some of them are still in use today, like the B-52s or whatever they are. They're crazy, yeah. Big ass fucking things they are. Yeah. I mean, they're still in operation. Um, yeah, they just keep bodging them up, keep them flying. Yeah. So it's interesting that you went to the Tomcat. I mean, a lot of people in in the in this sort of nerdy sort of thing would probably go for the SR-51 or whatever. SR oh, the 71. 71, the, that's the spy it. plane. Yeah. yeah, the Blackbird. Well, it was kind of the, the all-time champ in terms of um, speed. Yeah, it was a bit of a weapon where that's concerned. And a lot of people use F-35s. Uh, if you're going modern... I mean, the F-35 is a glorified Harrier jump jet, really, isn't it? It's not even that good. Um, the Raptors, the current ass-kicking champion yeah. when it comes to air support. Isn't that an F-35? Or is that F-22? F-22 Raptor, yeah. Yeah, right. It's been in service for a while now. Is um, that the one that the Aussies bought and they still haven't got them? No, they never exported those. The 35s are joint program. Oh, yeah. So, we'll have so they, they'll let everyone else have the ship version? Well, it's sort of a different plane in any case. It fucking looks the same. <laughs> well, similar. Stealth principles, I guess, is what makes them look similar. Yeah. Um, there's actually the the prototype that went up against the F-22 was an interesting plane. It was the y- Y-23. And it was developed as a similar sort of stealth attack aircraft, but it was a bit more radical design. Right. It's a pretty cool looking plane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all stuff that, I mean, we really only experience through like video games and stuff like that. So it's all a bit of a, a wank, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting that we all gravitate, you know, both gravitated towards warplanes. Why is that? Well, you've got some pretty extraordinary aircraft. In- well, I said military. I mean, if I said just planes in general, I mean, I'd be Concorde. I think Concorde and Harry's jump jets. Concorde's a nice pick, man. That is incredible aircraft for its time yeah I've, I'm, I've been lucky enough to see that f- fly quite a few times yeah there's lots of people that regret not having taken opportunities to fly in it when it was I think still it was very service. expensive expensive cramped yeah lots of cons to it but that principle of just get there as fast as we can yeah I mean I was lucky my um, grandparents lived under the flight path of it right so when I was a kid in the 80s you always knew when Concord was coming over because boom you get the sonic boom it was it was as it was ramping up <laughs> it used to fly over and it was a few times that a, it, my dad obviously was an aircraft technician in the navy and go to a lot of air shows and yep. see Concord would come over and it would usually be sort of Concord and the red arrows flying behind them yep. or Concord and a couple of Harrier jump jets or something flying behind it was pretty cool yeah the old um, 747 is a bit of an all-time champ as well. Yeah, it's 
funny you say that. Did I not tell you what happened when I went down to the museum down here at Haas? Oh, okay. To have a look. Yeah, so we went down there oh, eight months, nine months ago. I think I told Josh about this. We, um, this dude's doing the... So you, the funny thing about Haas, I, I, it's one thing I don't like about that museum. You have to go round with a guide. You can't just mosey on round and... Is that just because they don't have stuff kind of set up and like all behind ropes and all that sort of stuff? Or? Yeah, I think that's maybe why they do it. But the problem is they're all volunteers. I don't really think they know everything. Right, so it's a bit of a roll of the dice depending on how good your yeah. guide is. So we got this dude and, you know, volunteer, pretty good, whatever. But we get to the jumbo jet, the Qantas jet they got outside and we're having a chat about it. And I asked him a few questions and he was like, couldn't answer them pretty technical questions because I know quite a lot about avionics and um, he just was like oh yeah so Qantas have decommissioned the 747 as of like four or five years ago and I'm like what hmm. it's like no they yeah, they don't run the 747 I'm like dude they're still running the 747 to Los Angeles that right no they're not I'm like mm, they've got like I still think they've got about 20 or 30 of them still in use at Qantas because I go to the airport like every fucking day and I see him taking off. Right. He's like, yeah, no. And got into a bit of an argument with me. I was like, okay. There's no point arguing. No, 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 no. It's just more like, well, I'm pretty sure they're still running. No, they're not. No, they're not. And I was like, dude, if you work in a museum. Yeah, but you were just trying to tell me that the US Air Force didn't have fighters anymore. But I know this for a fact because I could pull it up on fucking Flight Aware right now and it tells you what plane it is. And I know for a fact that 747s are still running at honest because it was on the news a week ago that they're going to stop using them in about a year's time oh you showed that show that old volunteer all i'm saying is <laughs> i don't work in a fucking museum if i worked in a museum and i was going to be busting out facts i'd make sure they were facts did not the, did the Haas museum fake news did they ask for a gold coin donation no, it cost a fucking <laughs> it cost a fucking fortune to get in there really yeah it was quite expensive i was actually quite mm, Almost walked out when they told me how much it was. I was like, oh, really? Interesting. Especially when I found out that I had to wait and go in a group. I was like, oh, I don't want to fucking walk around with these bunch of stooges, man. Like, when you go to a museum, you just want to do it at your own pace. Yeah, I get that. That's why those uh, little audio guide tour things are good. Yeah, I don't even like them. I just want to just do, I want to read my own, I just want to read it and <laughs> just look at what I want to look at. You know what I mean? Stop telling me what to do, Dad. <laughs> it was a bit like that, I guess. <laughs> Never it. Oh, man. All right. I think we've slagged off enough people in the Illawarra for one night. I haven't slagged anybody off in the Illawarra. Dapto. Well, you, 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 you slagged them off. I didn't... Haas Museum. <laughs> Paying customers. <laughs> Fake money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really... Really shambolic money laundering schemes. <laughs> I still can't figure that shit out. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I'd like to know which servers these were. <laughs> we'll talk offline. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go, we'll go on a stakeout. <laughs> we'll see if he comes back. I want to get someone get my hand on some of these free fifties. <laughs> well, I know a guy who knows a guy. Fair enough. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye bye.